conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. I don't need a butter knife to smooth over drama. I used to be the queen of New York. Now I'm just a queen. (gasps) You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 114. That's so many episodes. That's so many episodes. And I'm joined by like the OG of everything, the president of the Real Housewives Institute, a man I love and admire so much that OG of the AG Damian Bellino yelled at yelled at me after you first came to record AG because I was like I had my like hands in my head and was just like staring at you for like 65 minutes <laughs> I didn't have anything to contribute because I was so excited you guys it's none other than writer and love of my life Brian Moylan hi hi I'm so excited so first off Thank you so much for flying here from London specifically to record this hour-ish long podcast. That is dedication. You asked and I answered. I am so appreciative. So, I mean, there's so much to talk to you about. First off, how is London town? London is okay. I don't love it. I don't. It's not. I just went to it recently for the first time and I was like, this is not. Was I there when you were there? No, I emailed you. You were somewhere else. You were in L.A. actually when I was in London. That's right. I did not die for it. But why are you there? Why are you living there? We are there for my husband's job. And it's been great for his job. And he was living in New York, but he was traveling all the time. So I never saw him. So now I get to see him. So that's lovely. And so that's been good. But London itself, I don't know. However, their reality television is second to none. Well, you got me the last time you were here. You said, I'm going to give you a present. And I was like, oh, yay. And you were like, you need to start watching Love Island. So I watched the first first season of Love Island and was like holy shit and I want to say I watched the second but I don't remember if I watched all of it and then there were, there were I mean you just wrote about this for New York Magazine yes there are like 50 episodes a season or something it's five days a week or whatever it's seven days a week in the UK it's five so they just started an American <sighs> version have you been watching no I haven't it's I can't do good. it I'm like I don't I feel like I don't have enough time <laughs> between all the bravos 
and I really can't do it because you have to be dedicated. Like it's like Big Brother. You need to watch every episode so you know what happens. I feel like the th- it's. I feel I always liken it to a soap opera in that little happens, but en- enough happens that you want to watch, but really not much happens. So if you skip a day or two, they'll do previously on Love Island, and you're like immediately caught up. Do they do on Big Brother? I haven't seen Big Brother in a very long time, but don't they do like one of the episodes is like a recap show? Is that right? Where it's like a clip show where they like recap the full week? Maybe it's like they the used, week. They used to do that when it was um, on five days a week, like early Big Brother, and now they don't do it anymore. So there's no way for me to really cheat. No, but in the UK, I don't know if it's on Hulu, but in the UK, so Love Island is on every night of the week. Saturday is a recap show slash unseen bits show. So you can like watch Saturday and get caught up. And then Sunday, there's a new episode followed by an after show, which is like the host interviews some people and they all talk about it similar to this. (gasps) Um, And then they interview all the people that got kicked off that week. I mean... So it's, it's really good. Eight hours of Love Island a week. Uh, you know what I like about Love Island? I like that they actually show people having sex. I appreciate yes. that. Like they show you everything. Like I think that's what we're here for. It's we just want to see boning. Less racy <gasps> over the course of the year. Well, isn't the American one gonna be super dumb? It's gonna be like them canoodling. Yeah, and it's on an eight and in eight in the evening on, on CBS. CBS. Which is the worst network of all of the networks. Yeah. So I mean, so far, it's been okay. We're only three episodes in. So, P.S., after the last time you were here, you got married, Mazel. Thank you. And who officiated your wedding? Um, my husband's best friend, Padma Lakshmi. Totally normal. Totally normal. <laughs> it was at our house. At her house? Yeah. It looked big. It is big. It, well, and she, it was she, outside. Yeah, she has a really big terrace. I stalk you on Instagram. That's how I know Yeah. This. And um, she has a really big terrace, so it was on the terrace. And uh, one of my former interns is Padma's assistant. And so... Oh, my God. Because she was looking for a new assistant. And, and the place where I was working where she was my intern closed down. I was like, oh, she needs a job. And got her a job at Padma. And so... We were not going to do anything for our wedding and Padma, we were at Padma's and she was like, that's ridiculous. We're doing something. I'm ordained. I'm going to do it. It's going to be here. The assistant's going to plan it. And so we planned it in like two weeks. Well, the (gasps) assistant planned it in like two weeks and we invited everybody. So one of my brothers couldn't come (laughs) because we gave everybody two weeks notice. He lives in Seattle. He can come to the next one. I know. So it was, (laughs) and the Evite said our shotgun wedding because it was very. (gasps) That's so cute. Yeah. Shotgun at Padma's house. So it was very small, but very nice. Did she cook? No, but we got the Padma-approved catering company, which is fantastic. Oh, I'm going to have to get that info from you after this. Yeah, I'm very curious. It's very good. Okay. Um, yes, but I have. she has cooked for me. So uh, when you go to dinner party parties at Padma's, okay. whoever is the least famous person there... So that'll be me. ...gets ordered around in the kitchen to help Padma <gasps> cook. And it used to be my husband, but since I started coming around, now it's me. So I go, and she's like, cut up these lemons. And then you cut up the lemons, and then she's like, you're doing it wrong. And then she comes over and shows you how to cut the lemons, and then you have to cut the lemons. And, yeah. Do you watch Top Chef? Uh, On and off. You know, there's a phase of my life in the last year where I binged several seasons, but I think I was only watching the finales. Uh Uh-huh. It was... 
legit wonderful. It's a good, it's, it's a, a good very show. good show. And it still does really solid ratings for Bravo. And I think that. That's great. It, because it's, it's like their Law and Order SVU. Yeah. And because it's not Housewives adjacent, I feel like it yep. gets left out of the yeah. Bravo firmament. But. It's still delivering. It also adds some class because it's like we don't have Inside the Actors Studio anymore, which nope. is getting rebooted with um, everyone's favorite uh, former St. Camille of Grammar's ex-husband, Kelsey Grammer, is the host of the oh, pilot. Oh, Jesus Christ. He dur- He's the living worst. He is the living worst. During his the first taping, he told a joke slash story of the fact that when he met his now wife, Kate or Katie or whatever the fuck her name is, he told her to watch Marathon Man in order to understand his um, ex-wife. So he thinks that Camille Donatachi Grammer Meyer is a Nazi trying to steal his teeth. Like, phenomenal. Okay. He asked, Camille said on Watch What Happens this week, I want to say that he never contacted her after her house burned down. And then his rep was like, ordinarily, we don't respond, but we just want to let y'all know that his, that our son was like living with him and he like texted his daughter or something. It was complete bullshit. He's, I do, you can't. He's the worst. And he's like a uh, conservative Republican. He's super pro-life. Yeah, all that shit. All from his wife. And he put a tattoo on his dick to get him not to cheat, like, which I Wait, really? He literally has his now, his current wife's name tattooed on his dick as a show of fidelity when it's like, if you're going to cheat, no one cares what's written on your dick. And also the lights are going to be out. Like what? I I mean, I would hope if I had to fuck Kelsey Grammer, I would not even want to look at that dick. Eyes closed, praying to Jesus, whatever will get you through the next three minutes. And all I have to say is. We all saw Tamra tattoo Simon's name on, on her, her finger. Rings, and we all saw how the skin come off. And we all saw how gross it is now that she had to take it off. So that's what's going to happen to Kelsey that, Grammer's day. That and like Jacqueline Larita. Remember when we saw like a, what did we see? Like a pound of her flesh when she was getting lipo or something. It's disgusting. I don't need to see that kind of surgery. It's disgusting. Anyway, let's get surgical about the housewives. So you <laughs> have. That was an excellent transition. <laughs> You can tell you've been doing this for 114 episodes. Listen, only the best for a love of my life, Brian Moylan. So you are the most renowned recapper historian of Housewives franchises in the universe. Like, I'm not just like sticking my head up your ass, even though I'm currently there right now. Hello. Um, So how has your opinion changed about the shows as the seasons have gone on? Has it changed? Does it feel like it begins to feel like work to watch these shows in order to recap them for Vulture or what's your feeling? Are you in as love? Are you in love with them now as you were back then? I think yes. And I think that there are benefits and drawbacks of recapping like I do in that I am watching very closely and I'm taking notes and I'm paying attention. I'm like pausing it and rewinding it and watching it in a way that I assume most people who aren't professional housewives like us watch yeah. them. Like you're kind of watching it. You're on your phone. You're not really paying attention, whatever. And so I'm paying very close attention. I get really into it and I form like theories and whatever on the shows. So I'm thinking about it very heavily and I enjoy that aspect of it. However, I, th- I, love these shows and sometimes I just want to like chill and I think that's why I really like Atlanta because I don't write about it and so I can just watch Atlanta and not have to take notes not have to write about it not really care it's just fun and so um yeah 
So I enjoy both. I will say the one that I only watch because I get paid to is OC. And when did that become I watch to enjoy versus like this feels like a weight on my shoulders. I'm hoisting up a very, very heavy hill. I think it was. Uh, well, I took a couple years off because I wasn't writing about it. The first Shannon Bedore year, I didn't watch. Okay. And then I came back because I heard Shannon was amazing. And I was like, you are correct. <laughs> I will watch this for Shannon. And then um, and then I started writing about it, I think, the following season. It was like the second. It was the second post-Brook season, I think, because we had one post-Brook season, which I thought was interesting when yeah. they're dealing with it. But then they dealt with it for like three more years. Right. And I was like, get over it. No, we need some new stuff. So they've had a few rocky years, I think so. Um, but I would probably still watch it. Um, but if I wasn't writing about it, I wouldn't have to pay that much attention to it. So I wouldn't care. It's interesting that you brought up both Atlanta and OC because both have been in the news this week. OC because they announced their trailer. Vicky's a friend of which there had been whispers and rumors about for a while. Allegedly, she got engaged on camera so that she could get something on the show and that they had been in negotiation and you bring up Atlanta Kenya's now back with a full-time peach and I watched both of those news pieces break and thought to myself I wonder how Nini is watching the Vicky news go down because she should be very fucking scared because being an OG no longer carries the weight it once did and Lisa Vanderpump is out out the only one who I think is safe is Bethany and but that's because Bethany plays the game. Yeah. And Nini, the last season, her last reunion performance was shameful in that she wouldn't engage. She's this is my show. Um, I, I also think Teresa is probably safe, too. But Teresa was another one who was like, this is my show. And Vicky was there. And I think these all these women need to realize that none of them are more powerful than the franchise. Like you will be like it's like Saturday Night Live. Like Saturday Night Live has survived. Right. Everybody leaving the show and week will go on regardless. Yes. And I think about that, too, when I think of standum in franchises, because I've seen what's been happening specific with the hate online with the whole Beverly Hills Michigas. And I feel like people are getting so stuck in their own blind privilege of like feeling like their team LVP team, whomever. And frankly, your first fandom should be toward the franchise itself. If you are thinking that you're no yes. longer going to watch the show because of this one person, or you think that the world is against her because she's still going to be, God forbid, a multimillionaire with Villa Rosa and everything else in another show, if they don't take that away from her and like all this other shit. And your focus is there and not on, why is Beverly Hills not great anymore? How can we make it good again? Right. That 100% is a agree. problem. Yes. And <clears throat> I think that there's also this interesting thing that I just thought of this week that is aligned where you see a lot of people saying, bring so-and-so back. Yeah. Bring this person. Oh, cast this famous person. And I think that we should all shut the fuck up. Yep. Because none of us had heard of Dorinda Medley before they cast her on that show. That's exactly and right. And she's genius and out of the blue so just let them do what they do and and not say here's what you need to do to fix it just say y you need to recast i think we can say this person needs to go because there are clearly people that aren't working but i don't think we should try to tell them how to 
whatever. Well, I think they got lucky with Rinna, who I was initially against because yes. I was worried about the fame factor, and they got fucking lucky as shit with Denise Richards. Yeah, there is no way they knew that she was as cool as she was when they first brought her on the show. There is absolutely no way. Well, did you watch her first reality show? I did. It was boring as shit. It was like about her and the animals and her adorable dad. Yeah. That was it. I, I was not against, I was not for her coming on and I didn't understand why she was getting paid as much money as she was. I was like, this is... How do, do we a, know how much she's getting paid? It was in the many, many hundreds of thousands. I want to say it was probably around seven. I don't think it was in the millions. I think the millions is like literally reserved for Bethany and maybe one other person. I don't Nini. even know. I don't even, I don't, I'm definitely not this season. I don't know because I don't know what her episode commitment is. Like scene to scene, it feels like she bows out or she's checked out. And I don't believe, I don't believe any kind of salary negotiation that's leaked online, but I've talked to some of these people like offline off the books. And the sense that I've gotten is that as much as people talk all this shit about like how much money they're getting paid, it's all so horrifically off. But yes. the only one that I personally, without knowing inside scoop about that I believe is Bethany, everybody else. I'm not sure. Cause I don't, I, I don't think Nene brings enough to the table. Vicky definitely doesn't. The, the, no. the, the money that they're getting paid on OC is not an no. insane amount. No. Well, and I, I think Nene might get that much just because I think she is very central, <clears throat> excuse me, to the show. She was. And it's the highest rated. Yeah, I think she's central she to was, the sh- Oh my god, she was so bad. She's this her season. own worst enemy and because she assumes she's central to the show, she also thinks the show cannot go on without her pre- presence and she is interested in getting not even a perfect attendance card, but she's interested in passing school with yes. enough attendance credits, but she will not participate. She so wants her, to see. She wants to see, but she also wants people to understand that she's too she's too cool for school. She doesn't actually need to be here. You should be thankful that you are watching her in this show that she is trying to bring down with her and it is such a flawed philosophy and it's something that she once did with Kim many 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 seasons ago when they were negotiating their salary and there was a reunion where they were both like we're fine we don't want to talk about it during the reunion and it was because they wanted they were in the middle of negotiating for the next season what Nini is doing now though is trying to prove that once a tv star always a tv star and she left to become I don't know, Madonna, to use Bethany's term, like she left to become a superstar. It didn't really work out. She got booked on shows that were canceled. Right. So now she's back. And instead of coming back like Bethany did, and, you know, Bethany had a pretty shitty season, two seasons back, but she's starting to play the game. I feel like. Yeah. Bethany is is receding, if that makes any sense. As soon as Bethany came back, she's like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to fucking do this. And I also think Bethany can't help herself because she's Bethany. But um, yeah, you're right. Nini is saying, Meh. and then she shows up at the reunion and is like, I'm not going to talk to you. And and they're all right. Like Cynthia and Candy and them is like, you just p- treat us like shit and then expect us to forgive you. I think it actually was Portia who said it. And it's like, you know, you really hurt yeah, us. Yeah, Portia had some great moments. Yeah. And I mean, th- I mean, of all the people who have come a long way. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I definitely think this Kenya news and the best season of Atlanta, in my opinion, is that season that Nini wasn't there with the sex dungeon and the Candy's a lesbian and the who said that. And you know what I'm talking about that season. Yeah. Do you think that Phaedra should come back? I mean, I'm shaking my head now. <laughs> I yeah, I don't think so. I think that what she did was really, really bad. I think that there if we have to have some sort of line, it is um, murder, suicide, Russell and Taylor. Yeah. And I think it's literally accusing someone of a 
planning a sexual assault of a cast member. I think that that is, if you could be litigious as a cast member, which you're technically not able to do per the contract that you've signed, allegedly, that is as bad as you can possibly get. There is zero forgiveness. I think Portia as an accessory, because she has grown so much. Yes. I was against Portia returning, and I was wrong, because she is really matured emotionally, professionally, whatever. But I do not think, and I think Phaedra has probably gotten more desperate as she's been off the show, when she's like, oh, I really am fucked, because her businesses are like a huge house of cards. So yes, whether or not she's learned her lesson, I doubt it, but I don't want her back. I agree with you. I also feel similarly about Teresa Giudice. Tell me. And that they Bravo is profiting off of a literal criminal and like her criminal acts and, and Teresa going to jail and all that stuff has been driving the story on New Jersey for years and I think Bravo is making the money off of the back of Teresa and her husband defrauding people and I think that's bullshit what did you think about this past season of Jers I thought it was amazing and but Teresa has also checked out yeah she has she's she's not showing up at all but I think that I because I gave up on New Jersey and that like halfway through that season with the twins. Yeah, it was terrible. And with Amber. And Rest Amber. Because she's dead to everyone. Yeah. She's dead. And um, but then I, I started hearing some rumblings yeah. and, you know, and then I was like, OK, I'll check back in. And I was like, all right. But I didn't go and re- like I never go and rewatch. I just start back up and I'm like, That's OK, phenomenal. Yeah. So Danielle Staub is allegedly back for little cameos and then gets into a physical altercation with Margaret and is essentially shunned. They've all unfollowed her on social media. She's she's never going to be back again. What were your thoughts of having her even as a cameo at this point? I mean, I don't know. It's real rough. And I think that I think it was interesting to fans to have her around when her I think it would have been good for her to do a little friend of with Teresa. We've made up. Here's how far we've come, whatever. But she got so far into it. And her crazy is of such a particular sort that I really can't handle it. Yeah, I agree. I feel like she is most akin to Ashley on Southern Charm, who we had back this week disastrously. (sighs) In that she's just so... It, it's so crazy. It's just there's such a liability from a moral perspective. And then yes. Danielle also Danielle also brings in like a physical liability. She brings yes. in danger. She brings guns to tapings, armed guards. She, I do not trust her for a single second. I think she goes way too far in a way that's not entertaining, which these shows top level are supposed to be rule number one. Yes. I mean, the thing with Southern Charm this week, I. It was such a stunt. It was. And it was so unnecessary. It was like the hustle commercial of Southern Charm. (laughs) It was just like, really? And that Eliza Limehouse. Why is she full time and not Madison, who I keep on calling Mackenzie because I just can't. She's so Southern and so white. They tried to make Eliza Limehouse work once before. And we were like, no, thanks. They did? Yes. She was on the season where Thomas... And uh, Landon were dating. Oh, my God. Disgusting. It was four. Season four. Oh, was she his date to something? She because she go. They go to a party at her house because Thomas is friends with her father. So gross. The other disgraced, you know. Yeah. Also ran. Yeah. And yeah. And she was around that season. She was supposedly like a new person, but they didn't really let her in. 
P.S. Did you see in the news this week? So Thomas and Catherine are fighting for each wants sole custody. Thomas says that, that Catherine failed her latest drug test. Catherine says she didn't fail the hair sample. Thomas is like, will you dye your hair? It came out. You know, how during one reunion, she's like, well, you you have me. Um, you have surveillance surveillance folks follow me around and he didn't dispute it. He's like, damn well, I do. Blah, blah, blah. And that's where he's spending all the money. Like he isn't giving money to like support the kids, but he's spending all this money. It came out this week on the Daily Mail or some bullshit that he has literally companies. I think it's two that genuinely watch her 24 seven a day. Like they have 10,000 hours worth of footage of her going in and out of her house, which I'm like, how is that not stalking? He is a sick, disgusting man. He is awful. awful, And I'm so glad they kicked his ass right off. Yeah, he's horrific. I will say this, though. The one thing I believe about Ashley's visit is that Patricia turned and turned her against Catherine. Sure, but that's what everybody was. Do- I mean, exactly. I it mean, all starts with T. Rav, but he's he's like spoiling the however you would phrase it. He's spoiling the fruit for everybody else. I mean, oh, he's, absolutely. He's the one that's he's the one that started gaslighting who she was to everyone yes. else. And if Patricia had a part in that, sure. But so did Cameron. So did ev- yeah. everybody else except for sort of, I guess, Shep, maybe. Yeah. And I'm glad that they have all finally come around and apologized and been like, sorry, we didn't know. And. Yeah. Do you watch any other non-Housewife shows? Like, do you watch Below Deck, Below Deck? Med? I don't watch Below Deck, and I've tried a couple times, but I've been I've been keeping an eye on Below Deck Med because one of the women I met when I went on vacation with Vicky <laughs> is on this season of Below Deck Med. Wait, so you went with Vicky to Mexico? Yes. Including to fact check me, Andales. We went to Andales and with Vicky Gumbelson. How did this happen? It, it was like sh- she was advertising on her social media and you pay money to just go on vacation with Vicky. And so I paid and I went. Wait, you paid? Yeah. It was like $1,000, wasn't it? It was $2,000. You paid two. Th- she didn't give you a Brian Moylan discount? No. Well, because I just went as a paying customer because uh, I'm going to write about it. So it's a business expense. And and did she know who you were? Um. She so once I said because I signed up really late because I heard about it late and um, I signed up really late. And so they were like, oh, we have to check and see if we can get a room for you, whatever. And I think they must have Googled me or whatever, because then I heard from the the coordinator um, or something or the PR people firm? from the hotel Resort. and are like if you need anything while you're here <gasps> blah 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 let me know and whatever and so then I told you know I was very upfront with her and her PR people were there and I said yeah I'm writing a book and I'm gonna use this stuff and I told all the people on the trip because there was like 40 people and they had events just for us so you meet everybody right away and then they're like the only people that you know so everyone was kind of hanging out together so I met some really great people including this one woman from California who uh, is is one of the renters or whatever on this season of Below Deck Med. I wonder which woman that was. Um, I don't know that she's been on yet. Oh, okay, got it. Um, so what was Vicky like on vacay at Andale's wherever? Vicky was shockingly wonderful. And she was waiting in the lobby with gift bags for everybody when they showed up. No, she up. wasn't. Not her. Yes, she was. She learned everybody's name. She's the opposite of Ramona. Yeah, she learned everyone's name. She gave everyone 
personal individual attention. She was hanging like there was how many days was this? Uh, it was days? three days, I two, think. Okay. And um, it was three or four, but okay. I think there was like three days of Vicky. Okay. And then it was the one day everybody was leaving with or whatever. Steve. Okay. Yeah, right. with Steve. And <laughs> she, you know, there was beach party with Vicky, pool time with Vicky. There was like scheduled hangouts, but she was hanging out well beyond that. She was. Um, she took a few people won like a personal dinner with Vicky and she did that. She was just there for everybody making sure everyone got their money, their money's worth. She tried to sell me insurance on the beach, <gasps> yes. which was like all I ever wanted. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, she was, she was really great. So, and the people were really cool in that they're, they from all over the country. All these, you know, mostly women of a certain age, Love it, but, um, certainly frosty. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but we all spoke the same language. Yeah. So it's just like sitting around talking about our shows, talking about your life, you know, whatever. And it was a really, really fun time. Did she talk about the, I forget when this happened. Did she talk about the upcoming season, which must've been shooting when the trip occurred, like the, the season to come? No, they weren't sh- filming yet. Cause oh, okay, it was it. in December. So Last December. What do you think about the casting for this upcoming season of OC? I don't disagree with downgrading Vicky, but I disagree with downgrading Vicky when you're going to keep everyone else the same. What do you think should have happened? I don't know that we need more Emily. <laughs> I don't think Shane needs her. I mean, nobody does. Yeah. Emily doesn't. I she's a party planning lawyer. None yeah, of it makes sense. I don't know that we need more Tamra. I completely agree. A thousand percent. I mean, I feel like Tamra and Vicky have been around so long that it's good to have them around. Tamra's running out of kids to alienate at this point. Like she doesn't know what her plot is going to be. Yes. And I mean, I feel like her story has mostly been told. Yeah. And I think that you I mean, I don't know. Because what's also weird is that Emily and Gina are of a different age and at a different place in their life. And I feel if you want to keep them, you should have cast more women around their age. Like not her specifically, but a Megan King Edmonds type where it's she's younger. She has young kids, you know, whatever. And and they can relate to each other more. I just think that. Gina and Emily are living on a different planet from Kelly and Shannon. And I, I agree with you. What's interesting, though, is that on Potomac, so Candace joined last season. And, yes. and this season she's getting into it with Ashley a lot. But before that, I actually don't think that they needed someone of the same generation is actually to keep the show going because the women mesh so well like Karen is so insane that it doesn't matter that Ashley is like 35 years younger than her whatever the hell it works but in OC it doesn't because she was the one young one amongst this group and she fit into them the thing about Gina and Emily was they're like we're the same so we're gonna hang out together and all the old ones are like we're the same so we're gonna hang out together and no one ever cohered necessarily and I think that the the three amigos didn't want to interact with them. They felt like they were probably, you know, because they had been through more on the show that they right. were at a different level. And they were all dealing with a lot of old shit and that those women obviously weren't around for the Emily and, and Gina. So yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it needs some new blood or, or some old, I don't know. I don't know how to fix OC. I've been thinking about it because what's crazy about the OC is you have some of the best housewives of all time. 
and it hasn't worked for seasons. And I, I can't figure out why. I mean, like Kelly Dodd's an all-star. Tamara's an all-star. Vicky's an all-star. Shannon Bedore. You know is the a, love of my life, Shannon right. Bedore. I mean, and so how do you have those people together on a show and not have it work? I think because one or two of the all-stars needs to be demoted. One needs to be put out pasture entirely. And then you need to reshuffle the deck. I mean, yes. casting to me is something that I can talk about forever. But I never really have a great recommendation. Like, I myself admit that. This is not no, my forte. Agree. And I think it's such a specific skill. And, you know, Potomac, they hit it out of the park. I think Monique, who was not an OG, is fantastic. She's giving so much yes. truth about all the drama that's happening this season. I think Candace, I had no idea how insane she was. She's absolutely fantastic. New York, Tinsley, allegedly they have a playmate for her. You know, like she's having her right. little playdates around town, you know, filming with different young chickens. Who knows what's going to happen The new there. Mooch? Is she with Mrs. Mooch? Mrs. Mooch is not real. Mrs. Mooch was leaked by Mr. Mooch so that his name could get in press. And Mrs. Mooch, who's married to Mr. Mooch for a reason, she likes right. the mooching or whatever, made some sort of comment. Absolutely do not. I do not think for a single second she's involved in this. I think it's like completely impossible. Um, I talked to Tinsley about who it was that she was filming with and she was like a friend. So I have no idea who the fuck that person is, but I can almost guarantee you it's not whatever the fuck her first name is. Well, I'm surprised she's back. Tinsley. Tinsley. Yeah. You don't think she had a strong season? I mean, I don't know. You and Dorinda. My God. Yeah. I I just feel like I don't disagree with Dorinda that if she's going to be on it, be on it. Um, but I also think that Tinsley is Tinsley and she deals with things differently than Dorinda does. But yeah, I don't know about Tins. I've always been a little skeptical of her. Like I'm when she's there, I'm glad she's there, but I, I'm not like, Oh, I love Tinsley. I think she has these moments, um, Palm West Palm, you know, walking by and being like, is that the ambulance? Oh, look, there's our car. She has these things where she's just so naturally waspy that it adds this wonderful flavor. Like Ramona wants to be waspy with every fiber of her being, and it's not going to work out. She lives on Third Avenue. She lives by a grocery store. She invites herself to sit at these tables while standing next to the table at the event. They don't like her enough to actually formally invite her and give her an invitation. Like she wants this desperately. And as Sonia says, like, it's too late. She's in her 70s. Dementia is approaching. Like, yes. it's not going to happen. When Sonia tells you it's unrealistic, you really need to sit up and listen. Oh my God, your shit is so busted. The, the nice thing with Tins is, like, she actually does have that background, which I like. And I do. Yes. I do okay, think, okay. I do think that this season, I agree with you past seasons. I do think that this season, she, like, paid for her transportation to be on this full time. And I'm... You know, she got she was a drunk, hot mess. I wish that Scott or somebody was on camera. I don't like her dangling these carrots for plugs on page six about boyfriends. I do think we absolutely need to see what's happening. Yes. And I was intrigued by the argument slash quasi non fight that was happening on the New York reunion part one this week with like Bethany saying, OK, I get the argument that it is disingenuous for me to say where's Scott when I'm protecting Paul from being on camera. But the difference is Paul does not want to be near this from day one. And Scott initially agreed to it and then felt like, you know, giving large floral arrangements was enough to play ball. I mean, I, I feel like you either need to be in it or not in it. And so I agree with Bethany in that like you can't be half in it like Scott. 
And but I mean, remember Scott had that commercial with Tinsley and Carol in it over and like, over and over again. Yeah, on the show. So yeah, so I uh, I think that that is kind of weird either you need to be in it and weather it but we've seen the same thing with john medesian where he was on it everyone was mean to him and then he's like okay i'm not gonna be on it much anymore mm, john medesian i think but at least he shows mm, up he's like well john medesian i think would love to be on every single episode it was dorinda that removed him from it because she didn't want to deal with people being like you have a drug problem you have an alcohol problem look at who you're like fucking and yeah. there is a real when he comes in red and blustery and is like sitting down talking about skinny cow like he is not sober in personality or like blood alcohol level. Right. Oh my god, that was so. So bad. I think that I think that was Dorinda like removing Sweet. versus Paul being like, "Go fuck yourself." I love you, even though you're a reality TV star, and he probably right. gets off on it in their own one on one time, but doesn't want to be on camera. And then it, Scott probably just got sick of it, or or I don't even I don't know how much of it was Scott saying he doesn't want to be on camera versus Scott being like I don't want to be in New York. You need to come see me. You have to come to Chicago for us to have this like fake relationship. Like I don't really know what that deal is. It me feels neither. it feels like an it felt like an odd fit from the jump. Well, how do you feel about the allegations that Tinsley doesn't really live in New York that we're supposedly going to see on this reunion? Well, they referenced it in her credits in the finale episode when they were like she stepped away from the city to be with her mom or something something and now she's yeah. back and like got a demoted hotel at that weird room at that weird hotel that I've never heard of the Mahamara or whatever I've never heard of I've it never a heard day of that in my either. life um what do I think about her maybe living here part-time I think that would explain why she's living in a fucking hotel room and paying right a ridiculous amount of money instead of buying property and paying a mortgage every month or whatever I think it makes sense I think I I, I love the idea that Bethany calls her out on it do I think it's true I think it's it's possible. It would explain. I like, mean, it seems like she's on does vacation. Does it matter? Does it matter if she doesn't live in New York? Yes, because I think that if we're going to pretend that these people are in any way authentic, then you need to live in the general area. A la Karen lives in Virginia, but it's filming Potomac. And I'm fine with that because it's Looney Tunes. Well, the also, those are like not too far from each other. Right. Where it makes sense. Versus if Tinsley genuinely still lives with her mother or wherever in Palm Beach and is flying to shoot. Real Housewives of New York. Yeah, I have a problem with that. Okay. I think that's what, do you what are your thoughts? Um, I I feel like Tinsley is so of New York that it doesn't it, matter. Yeah. And like and that's interesting. And I know that they're like I have friends who live um three months in Paris and three months in LA. And it, and they switch back and forth. And that's just like how they live so you know if could they be on a la housewife if they were there for six months like yeah maybe like i just think that i don't know that it's because what i mean is that tinsley has a real relationship with the city a real relationship with the women and a real relationship with other people in new york fine that it's not like she lived in cleveland and they cast her and moved her to new york and she doesn't know anybody like that i would have a big problem with i totally hear you fine then that should be on camera if she is behind the scenes i don't disagree living in palm beach wherever the fuck she is and then going to new york to film and it's now being called out on a camera and that is new information to me although it does make sense yeah when i think back i think that's a pro she needs to be open with us then she needs to say I'm here for the show or I'm here because I love my circle of friends or you know when they ever they talk about their friend group they're saying the production for this TV show that they're shooting of yes. which they are 
full-time cast member. I think that that needs to be called out and or resolved and or a part of her storyline. She's going back and forth. What's she going to do with all these $10,000 dresses? What's going to happen? Oh my God, that <laughs> dog. Where They're going to split the dog in half and like have a half of the burial in Palm Beach and half of it in New York City. Like I don't care. Just be honest with me about large aspects of your life so when you lie about smaller ones, I'm not as annoyed. I 100% agree with all of that and I must say my favorite thing about coming here to do this podcast <laughs> is we have just like done every like there's yeah. no through line to this conversation no. it's just like a whirlpool of like housewifery and there's so few people <laughs> who I can like get this deep with and just like everything the thing with Andy's girls is that I can genuinely I don't know what I had for lunch yesterday but I can reference plot points from six <laughs> years ago from like canceled franchises and that's actually why not to say like that's why I like the show that I created but I think that's why Andy's Girls is different because it's not really a recap show it's like I always call it a mix between C-SPAN and I am a fix my life because it's, it's like a mix of like psychological sociological pieces of this franchise empire that we love so much mixed with like what's happening on I you know what's happening right. IRL so anyway thanks for liking it but um, but back to back to so back I to the ship. <laughs> so this this is related and to all of what you just said and uh this past weekend I was on Shelter Island which is an island like next to the Hamptons in New York with my husband who had a house there for many years and he was trained as a lawyer and we were with friends of his like from law school and all these other lawyers oh and we're God. at dinner and some of them are housewives people and some of them <gasps> are not and so there's so some like, of them are people some of them are people and some, some of them are not. ghosts <laughs> <laughs> and so we're at dinner like the eight of us and somehow we like we started talking about what I do and because I was the only non-lawyer at the table God. and uh well not all of them still practice law but they were all trained oh, as lawyers God. and they were like oh what, what do you nightmare. do and I was like oh I'm a writer and I write about the housewives and whatever. And they were like, Oh, and somehow we started talking about housewives lawsuits. And I brought up my favorite of all time, the Brandy Glanville stinky vagina lawsuit. Yes. Which you discussed with Andy in your recent interview with him for the 10th anniversary of watch what happened. Yes. Because I'm obsessed with it. And I was like, why is this not on the cover of every newspaper? This is like a stinky vagina lawsuit. This is the best thing ever. And so I brought this up and this table of lawyers started being like, well, who said what to whom? Oh, well, was their defense this? And they started doing like a legal analysis of the Joanna Krupa Brandy Glanville stinky vagina lawsuit. And it was like the best dinner I ever had in my life. Just to pivot for one second on this whole stinky vagina situation. Was the problem that Joanna Krupa had that Brandy said on the Watch What Happens with, I think, Jeff Lewis, who was? I forget who the other guest it, was. No, it was not the Jeff Lewis one. That no, was that a different wasn't, one. That was a different one. But yeah. I, who was the other guest? I don't remember. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. So Brandy said she had a stinky vagina, whatever. But Brandy also intimated that Joanna was like a lady of the night fucking no, Muhammad. That's what the problem that's was. That's what the problem was. So everyone yes. talks about the fact that it was a stinky vagina. That wasn't actually the issue. The issue was, sure, if you want to talk about her physical appearance, fine. But the problem was, how do you know she has a stinky vagina? Because she maybe fucked Yolanda's ex-husband. Right. And that was all of the what we were discussing and how we found out and who should be deposed. And um, can you get an expert to judge the odor of one's vagina to judge whether or not it's, it's stinky and like what is state. And so they were just approaching this all like lawyers and it was 
like such a different way to look at it and was fascinating and amazing. And they were all like super into talking about this. I wonder how much karma Brandy feels, spoiler alert, probably none, about the fact that she ended up having to pay, according to Andy, hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fields for the stinky va- legal bills for the stinky vagina lawsuit. Meanwhile, she was talking all that shit about how much money she had to spend when Adrian sent a legal letter to her, yeah. her or somebody else about the fact that Brandy said on camera that adrian used a surrogate which is different from what adrian had said previously i mean brandy talks so much crap about oh my god and i had to spend ten thousand dollars meanwhile it's like fast forward you are gonna be fucked financially by another housewife and it is going to be because of another show that you are on associated with well and i wonder r-h-o-b-h if the reason why joanna krupa could sue her was because they weren't on the same show i'm sure that's it and it was made by different production companies and like all that. Yeah. And it was also a pre- it wasn't um, a scripted plot versus if, you know, they never actually used the word surrogate because Adrian yeah. and Paul were to production like, don't you fucking dare. So I don't think that had it been not only can they not sue each other, but I think that had it happened on Beverly Hills, Joanna would have had enough power and control to say this isn't airing until X date. This is not a live show. You are absolutely not including this as any kind of plot point. Or if you do, you have to reference it like as background, way. whatever else. Yeah. Versus it being on Watch What Happens Live when, you know, Brandy she just, just trying said looking, it and she's just looking for attention. Yeah. So also while I was in the Hamptons oh, this yeah, weekend, tell me everything. Uh, we went out to lunch at this place in Sag Harbor, home of Luann Deliceps. Home of Luann Deliceps when she's not at her circular house avoiding paparazzi as she is a celebrity yes. every yes, day. Because we also got into a uh, big fight about whether or not Luann sold the Sag Harbor house, but she still has it. She still has it because her ki- she would have lost that lawsuit from... Well, yeah, and if from- she sold it, she would have had to give all the money to the kids. Yeah. So it's like, okay, then I'll just keep it. Right. Anyway, so we were at this restaurant called La Bill Bouquet or something. Oh, it's this God. French restaurant. It's one of Ramona's favorites. Yeah, and it's... Very oh my, bougie. Very bougie. Very trashy. Ve- everyone there looked like a friend of Ramona. Yeah. Except for... Oh, yeah. Carl and Lindsay from Summer House. And what were Carl and Lindsay? Were they having just some pasta, enjoying their best life? Well, we walked in and it looked like Lindsay had been crying. Her face was very puffy and she was wearing sunglasses. However, it was a very bright afternoon, so she could have just been wearing sunglasses. But it looked like she had been crying and Carl had his hand over her hand and looked like he was comforting her. And we did not see any cameras, though it was 4th of July weekend in the Hamptons. And they are filming. And I, yes, I assume that they should be filming. But yes. they're, they were kind of on the edge of the deck. There is a possibility that cameras could have been on the, uh, like below them on the other side of the deck filming in, but I don't believe so. But I didn't see any cameras. And so he looks like he's comforting her about whatever. And they're like chatting and then he like kind of puts his arm around her. I'm like, okay, he's comforting her. He's comforting her. And then they started making out. Which. uh, uh, Have I ever been speechless before in my life? Let me think like it that that takes my breath away in the sense that it, it it empirically does not make sense to me apparently i was i don't get it i apparently the rumor that they were dating had been around 
Um, I had like dating during filming and nobody was talking about it. I guess I don't know. Um, but I don't read all of the Bravo related press because yeah, you have a job. I have to watch Love Island. <laughs> I mean, it makes seven hours a week. But yeah, and it's it was so weird. However, Carl is even hotter in person. Oh my god, I believe, but he's a scumbag. Oh, he's a total they're, scumbag. They're I would suck that dick so, so quick. Oh my, oh my god. god. Quicker than Michael and Potomac. Um, so <laughs> uh, no, no one is that quick. No, no one is that, that quick. quick. Um, so that's interesting to me in the sense that I, I don't know. I guess because the work is twin thing made it was so weird to me. I didn't understand it at all. Me Maybe neither. that makes slightly more sense as a fit but it's still odd to me Carl just seems like a mess he seems like yes. a mess of a guy with a crazy family history it's yeah he can't keep a job he's always dating yeah. someone on the show but or not really dating them he's like I guess I'll fuck you maybe I don't know it just seems I can't call you during the week I'm very busy not working like it's it's all very strange them dating just seems mercenary in a weird way how so like in that oh okay this will be good for the show so we're going to do it for the show you know what i mean like like i I don't feel it being authentic and that they've been together all these years if like we never heard hide nor hair of this attraction before i don't know it just seems like a weird fit i've never used the phrase hide nor hair ever in my life is that british no, no, it's American. That's, that's just American being someone with class. Class yes. of the Countess with Brian Moylan. Um, but summer this past season of Summer House, Summer House is amongst my favorite Bravo shows now. It's genuinely enjoyable. I think also because it, it the ratings are nowhere near the other shows that are airing on Bravo. So I feel like, I don't know, there's almost like a whimsy about it. Because yes. everybody involved knows this is not going to be at the like housewife level for Bravo. So I yes. feel like that relieves some of the pressure do you think jordan's gay i saw him on the street the other day and he was very attractive was he having sex with a man no he was not and i didn't even realize it was him until i passed him but i mean i don't like to you know say people are gay if i don't know but you and ashley both my god he seems like he is keeping something from us what is it though do you is it that he's a virgin do you think he's never had sex before i mean maybe something is seriously up something is seriously up and he's obviously was lying about all that stuff about making i almost went home with a a prostitute yeah no it's all a lie no one you either pay for a prostitute or you don't pay for a prostitute. Otherwise, why does it matter that they're a prostitute? It's just somebody right. you're having drinks with. Right. It's it, You don't almost go home with the prostitute. Right. So it was like all obviously lies. But also, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that he could be gay, but he could also be a virgin. And whatever he is, he is obviously very insecure with himself. Whose marriage do you think will last longer? Um, uh um, Amanda and Kyle's or Jax and Brittany's? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm going to go with Amanda and Kyle. <gasps> really? Yeah. I was going to say Jax and Brittany just because you know she's going to get pregnant in the next 30 minutes. And so yes. I think that's going to lengthen whatever bullshit they're going to be going under, you know, going through post haste. Yes, but I also feel like Jax Taylor will divorce her with a one-year-old and not feel guilty about it in a second. 
Yeah. Conversely, I think that Brittany is so desperate for this to work out or whatever that he could be fucking someone else in front of her. And she would be like, you're doing so great, baby. I'm so proud of you. That's true. But I feel like Kyle and Amanda could be in it for the long run. They seem to have a genuine affection for each other. I like Kyle because when he gets sloppy drunk, it is truly sloppy drunk. And you know, he's been like that his entire life. And that's not made for TV. That's just he cannot tolerate alcohol. And I appreciate yes. that about him. And I also feel like the issue is not the cheating. The issue is the drinking. Kyle would be a great New York housewife. Kyle would be an excellent New Has York Has anybody housewife. seen Kyle and Dorinda in the same room? I'm just asking. I mean, I feel like... For the first male housewife to be a straight man. God bless. Would be. And I mean, Kyle is basically of housewife's age at this point. Yeah. He's housewife's eligible. Yeah. He's in his late 30s. Yeah. I mean. I'm into it. Get him in there. Well, there were rumors in Beverly Hills that they were looking at like a. Wasn't it like some. It was like a gay interior decorator or something. Yeah. And that was going to join the cast and be the first male. And I don't know if that was speculation or production, just like dropping some rumors so that we would talk about the show or what. But it, it definitely did not come to pass. I don't want a male member of the Housewives. Yeah. I feel like one of the great things about the Housewives is the only place on television where you can see a group of women of a certain age interact is on the Real Housewives. Yeah. I think that's part of its appeal. And. And I mean, sadly, it's them ripping each other to shreds. But I mean, at least we're getting some kind of representation. Well, speaking of not ripping anything to anyone anywhere, we should talk about the carcass that is the Beverly Hills finale, because we're not going to get your recap on New York mag of the reunion. So I need some exclusive scoop from you about what you think is going to happen and really about what we know didn't happen based on the trailer which is you know that weird strange trailer with ac 360 which is the fact that lvp doesn't show right i mean i'm very disappointed in lisa vanderpump for not showing i'm very disappointed in bravo for not saying you signed a contract you better show the fuck up (laughs) um and but i also feel like Lisa is doing herself a disservice by not showing up and defending herself because now we're just all assuming that she's guilty. But also going back to your point about stands that we were talking about earlier, specifically Lisa Vanderpump, what I don't understand is everyone I know who is a professional Real Housewives watcher uh, hates her. And, but she still apparently has, yeah, she still apparently has these legions of fans, which I don't, entirely understand like i i understand the appeal but i also don't (laughs) so i don't know but um i think that the reunion is going to be a big nothing yeah i think the fact that and that is three parts is crazy i totally agree with you i think the fact that andy said at one point it was the the longest time they've ever recorded a reunion i was like why are we bragging about that that is that is a sign that you guys are searching and fishing for some kind of action and it's not happening i was i would say graciously I'm going to graciously use the phrase bemused when I saw the trailer because they were doing the cute little like let's google Beverly Hills reunion and the fact that they use Anderson and I was like oh my god you guys are desperate you're so desperate that you're trying to make the trailer into like a quirky artistic piece which ordinarily if you did that about any other show I would be like fine that's cute but for this I'm I'm going in thinking it's going to be a complete waste of time so this doesn't make me feel better if you had the goods you wouldn't be showing Anderson Cooper completely agree and I also felt like it felt very staged and very 
phony in a way that I didn't love. And I think at the end of the day, if we're all angry, similar to what you're saying, if we're all angry about how this show has uh, about the train wreck that has been this season, then why is nobody angry at Lisa? Because people are angry at Bravo for allowing people to talk about the fact that she left the show early. I'm still very confused about it. I thought the finale itself was awful. Camille decided at one point she was going to try to fit in with the circle of women. And then she realized that she really couldn't alone. So she hitched her star to LVP's she wagon. She picked the wrong horse. She did. And she pulled a Sheree Whitfield and she's going to get her ass kicked right out. Just like Sheree Whitfield did. With the one exception being that Sheree wanted to continue being on the show. Camille of any of these women has the most power because she has not formally signed on to be full time. And she allegedly doesn't want to be. I always, I thought that she was doing all this shit this season to show that she could be back full time. Yes. But allegedly, I don't know if I believe this allegedly. And what she's saying is she genuinely doesn't want to be back full-time but she likes doing the show and she has more control over it because she's not full-time so there's not as much of an expectation similar to when Luann was part-time a friend of that was her best season well didn't but didn't Camille get pissed on Twitter about the fact that she didn't get a bonus for the reunion like the other women who are full-time did I mean, it's possible. She said a lot of shit on Twitter, but so is Lisa. I mean, the, the whole argument of you making, it's different with Camille because, again, she's not full-time and she still participates in press about this show. You know, several of these Housewife franchises, I think all of the ones that are airing now currently have an after show. Watch What Happens has had it for years available, you know, live um, on the app and on the website immediately following Watch What Happens and then it's archived. They're now doing this on YouTube and whatever else for all the housewife shows where the women, they're all wearing the same, essentially the same outfits and it's like they walk through the episode as it airs. And the most recent episode, they had Lisa on and the person behind the camera was like, so tell me about how you became a business mogul. Like that is a real problem if on the finale um, how did this episode get made? We're talking about how Lisa started to like make restaurants look pretty. Right. It's very frustrating to me. As you said, I don't know how she's getting away with this. I don't know how she's getting away with saying the shit that she said on Twitter about production. Saying, what like, did she say? She keeps doing this bullshit thing, which your lawyer friends would love, where she's like, listen, I haven't seen the episode, which gives her the opportunity to not be fully accountable for the stuff she's saying. So all of her tweets are like, listen, my friends are telling me that I haven't seen the episodes, but and A, I do not believe her. I think she's seen every single episode that uh-huh. airs. Hundred percent. And B, if you haven't seen the episode, that completely discounts your argument because you need to watch it, which is something that I think Rinna brought up on a prior reunion for a prior season when she's like, if you haven't seen the shit, come circle back to me when you have. If you haven't seen it, then you have no argument. Yes. You can't say these people are talking dismissive above me and being disrespectful, but I heard it from somebody else. Because this isn't an example of where like hearsay um, works because you have the option of directly watching the evidence that you're trying yes. to use against someone. Doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense to me that she's talking shit about production in the sense that, she, sense that she's like, can you believe that me scared little kitten is being abused this way? And also, can you believe that they, even though I didn't watch the finale from what you've told me, that they didn't use all of the footage of me opening a restaurant in Vegas. Guess what? Spoiler alert. If you are refusing to film with your co-stars and you are pissed about the glamour footage that you get. You get to talk about the dogs being eaten for brunch and you get to talk about loving gay people when you're participating in other scenes. When you are not, you do not get those bonus plot points you've negotiated. They should have aired a second of that 
that bar in Las Vegas. Not a second. Not a second. Because it right, if you are not gonna show up to film the show, you like you either get to be on the show, like you said, you're either on the show or you're not right. on the show. And so yeah, if you want to talk about your dogs and whatever else, then great. But you, you gotta show up to the trips and let these people dog at you. And you know she could have half half asked her way through this. She could have similar to what she did at the Bahamar, she could have shown up to dinner and then left upset. She could have done that repeatedly and her fans would have gobbled that shit up because it would yes. have shown on camera that she was a victim. But her her victimizing herself without you. I'm getting hot and fucking bothered. I know. I love it. Her fucking victimizing herself while refusing to participate in the process is completely disingenuous to me. And I think it is complete bullshit. And I don't even want to have the conversation about what would have happened had she shown up to the reunion because she hasn't shown up in one iota to this show. And it is so disrespectful. It's disrespectful to her fans. It's disrespectful to those of us who might not be team LVP, but love the franchise. And by the way, we talked about how the franchise should be first. Yes. She's saying, fuck you to this thing that I helped create and make it big. And she's saying, fuck you to Van pump rules because how she is not putting her contract in jeopardy with Vanderpump rules I do not understand you talk to Andy about LVP specifically and watch what happens and what future eps with her will be like since she's right she's refused to show up for the reunion and tell all of us including most most you know obviously most importantly me about (laughs) about what his answer was like and what your thoughts were talking to him about that well so I before the interview they said to me, uh, PR said to me, you got to keep it to watch what happens live. And so, but obviously as a fan of the housewives, I, you know, I wanted, especially because all this Lisa Vanderpump stuff was going on. It was on the air when we did the interview, I needed to kind of find a way to ask about how you feel about Lisa Vanderpump, but while keeping it about watch what happens live. So I was like, how, and what I was really kind of asking was now that Lisa has not shown up, but is obviously going to be around for Vanderpump rules. Like where does that leave her in all of this? And I think Andy said very specifically that he was disappointed that she didn't show up and he's not going to offer her a redemption tour. And I think that that's very right. But I mean, I, I don't think that she ever put Vanderpump rules in jeopardy where she's an executive producer and, and honestly probably making more money on that than she is on the real housewives. Um, Yeah, I think that that's kind of crazy. But I also don't understand why, if she wanted so much control, why she hadn't left seasons ago to just be on Vanderpump Rules, where, I mean, I find her much more likable. And she has complete control over what she does and what she says. And she can be in a position to be in charge of all these people because she is literally their boss, both at the restaurant and on the show. Well, she's tried to use her reasoning or, or being essentially convinced in her words to stay on Beverly Hills as an excuse for why all of this shit has gone down and walked off. She's like, well, I didn't want to stay, but they asked me to. And so I did. And I didn't want to stay. And then blah, 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 brother, personal Michigas. Right. But if you don't want to stay, don't don't stay. stay. Yeah. You can't use that as defense. At the end of the day, I think it's, it's like deaf, dumb and blind to pretend that LVP is the victim in this because she's not behaving in any way that would make me think it actually makes her look more guilty for the fact for her to walk away and not have any of these conversations and refuse to watch these episodes. I don't think it's about besmirching her character. I think it's about the fact that she by behaving in the way that she did, it just causes more attention and more suspicion on her actions. So I have to ask you, do you think she leaked the shit to um, Raider Online? I don't. And this is what I've been saying all along. I don't know if she 
or anyone in her camp leaked this specific story about Lucy Lucy Apple Juice. Has Lisa Vanderpump manipulated shit behind the scenes, leaked shit to the press, done all Brandy and Lisa Rinna and whoever else dirty over the years? A hundred percent. And that's why even if she says, I didn't leak this and you have to believe me. And she took the, let's say the lie detector test is true and she didn't, which leak. is, I mean, whatever, but taking scripted it, lines that you bring and allegedly having a tech rehearsal. Oh, I mean, she's like opening on Broadway tomorrow. I mean, yeah, but let's say, okay, let's take the defense that her fans would say, and she passed the lie detector. Okay. Maybe she didn't leak this specific story, but she has engaged in behavior over the course of all of these years against all of these women that would make them believe that she did. And I think that we have seen for seasons now, the real fights were always about Lisa doing shit behind the scenes that was pissing all the women off and not taking credit or not being held. Yeah. And so I think that, even if she didn't leak this specific story, this was her comeuppance for a pattern of behavior that goes back to the beginning of the show. And Kyle, who has been her ally through thick and thin, pretty much confirmed it. And also her it. bitch. Yeah. And confirmed it and said she's been doing this as long as I've known her. Blah, blah, blah. And Brandy said, oh, yeah, she totally knows all these people on Radar Online. And Radar Online, I guess, kind of said she didn't send them this story. I mean, I don't know. But. I also don't think that production leaked the story. Who do you think did it if you don't think it's John Sessa? I mean... Or other John. I'm not sure. Blizzard. I'm not sure. But um, I kind of I kind of feel like someone in her camp did. Can you imagine if she had, instead of being such a fucking pussy and walking away, one of her favorite words, if she had walked into any of those dinners and been like, listen, I find this very upsetting because not only did I not leak it, but there's other information being leaked. And why aren't we trying to find out who's leaking information about Dorit's financial issues? If she had gone in with that kind of thing where she's like, I'm not, I'm not bringing attention to it in a total different way than what Camille unsuccessfully did, where it's like, I'm genuinely not trying to shade you. I, and it's not like I'm worried about you I'm just trying to figure out maybe it's the same leaker if she had brought it up in that way not only would it have pivoted attention from her being the person but it would have also brought in other information that we're hearing about as an audience off camera and would have diverted the plot don't you think I mean I think there were a lot of different ways for her to handle it other than you have to believe me or I'm not talking to you I, I mean that is always the worst defense and that or if, if she said okay guys I, I, I've leaked shit to the press in the past, but I did not leak this story, but she wouldn't, she wouldn't come clean about any of it. She wouldn't, she it's wouldn't be part of honest her personality. about she any, really, she really feels so strongly about needing to look a certain way more than anybody else. It's almost a borderline like psychosis. Yes. And I think it has now come to her detriment because uh, now we're all questioning if she did this or didn't do this or whatever, what has she been doing all along and what has she been manipulating? So on and so forth. And even we saw, I think I, cause I went back and watched the episode. We see when Camille confronts Taylor and is like, um, Oh yeah. We now all know. You, now yeah, you said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
And and they showed a flashback this right. season right. where at the door. Yes, which we had never seen before. And it looked where she's like, You're telling me to you told me to say it on camera or whatever the fuck she said. Yeah. Yes. And so I think that yeah, we're seeing that this had been a long time pattern of behavior and and that I believe is what she is being punished for. So you and I both talk I hate talking about the casting couch, so let's do it. What do you think should happen next season with Beverly Hills? know what I think Beverly Hills is actually I am very curious what it's going to be like with not only without Lisa but without the specter of Lisa hanging over the season exactly right because when they went on the camping trip without her when they went to France without her I they were all having fun together we still saw drama I think it was a really good show worth watching and so I think if you have Erica, Denise, Doree, Kyle, Teddy, I could take her leave. I think Teddy's got to go. I mean, if she's besties with Kyle, like, sure. I think you need one or two other ladies around. Yeah, I don't think Kyle needs a bestie. I think that's part of the problem. If Kyle needs a bestie, if Kyle is a bestie now, Kyle is already in a power position, so it doesn't work. It worked with Lisa because there was friction. Well, and because they were, like, the, the... Duo, the dynamic duo. Yes. Um, Yeah, that's not a bad idea. But I think it's a really fun group. And I I actually found myself liking Doree. I know, which is such a problem. So did I. It's very, it it makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like it. My fellow Connecticutian, Doree Kemsley. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think that you always need to, you know, take one out and put one put a new one in Uh, but yeah i think we definitely need a lvp replacement i'm not going to say bring anybody back whatever but i think camille probably needs to go go yeah i think i don't know that camille wants to return in this environment because it it hasn't quite worked out even though i am so appreciative to camille because i think camille has done the best job of anyone of like making this show watchable to me yeah i think that's she's been incredibly helpful and i think someone needed to bring up these insane financial um, dramas that are happening in real time. Dorit is pretending that it's related to his bankruptcy 10 years ago, but spoiler alert, it's not. There are other cases pending against well, him. And that's what's crazy is that uh, Camille says, oh, PK has this lawsuit where he owes a million dollars, and we all know it could be one of three things. Right. That, you know what I mean? And then her bank accounts got frozen. Yeah, but it was a bank account with like $29,000. Oh. It was just because they have a, you know, they have a, they have a bunch, and then he's probably hiding some shit somewhere. If he was a genuine billionaire, which I completely do not see in any way being realistic, but he has some, they have to have some stuff. Um, hidden away in an offshore account somewhere. Yeah, and I mean, they have money, obviously, but it is a house of cards. I don't think they have money, obviously. I think he's been, I think he's been borrowing for a while to pretend to have the lifestyle that he, uh, that they pretend to have in their rented house that they don't own, that their owner is now selling. So they're like pretending to move to an area with more land. It's like, no, you don't actually own this property. And they are lever like over leveraged completely. It's not, this is not, this is, this is a house of cards, but they don't own the cards. Uh, like, <laughs> how does that even work? I've always called the house Shirley rented manor <laughs> <laughs> because it is surely rented. No, that's exactly it. Um, yeah, I was gonna say something. Oh, the oh cast Camille cast Camille coming back full time coming uh, well I so do you know Dave Quinn yeah he's been on AG before yeah he, he said to me he was also on vacation with Vicky yes and uh, he told me 
that what he always tells the housewives is you need to respect your villains. Which he said on Auntie's Girls. We had a yes. whole conversation about it. Yeah, and I really I agree with totally that. Totally agree. And I feel I kind of feel a little bit that way about Camille and that maybe it wouldn't be so bad to have her around if if you could get the women to be like, okay, we need this person here to start shit. To me, it doesn't work right now because she needs someone to play with. There needs to be someone else yes. willing to participate in this. And these women are all so terrified and they're all so happy and content with themselves for like loving each other and being friends. And there's that bullshit lunch at the end. And I'm like, why you guys are so proud that you love each other. I, that's not, I know that you love rich women doing things, but I love rich women doing things while yelling at each other. So <laughs> I need to have a little bit of drama. And speaking of, I, agree with you on Teddy. I agree with you on the other elements minus, you know, Kyle being a friend, but I'm going to say something that you're probably not going to love, but I'm going to say it anyway. Erica needs to, Erica needs to spend some time with, yeah, you know, her gaze and go on tour and maybe she'll have a spinoff, but I don't think there's enough content for that, but maybe possible. And I think that she was, she had a great first season and, and there we are. I think that Erica is, I think Erica is a very good housewife. I think she's really funny. She's really smart. And I think that for the, and, and this is not, this is not anything Erica said to me or anything I know, like yeah, from yeah. whatever she, she didn't. Cause you know each other. You wrote a book. I together. wrote her book, whatever. So I'm not spilling any Erica's tea. She, this isn't anything she told me, but I think that having Lisa around and we saw on this season that she didn't like that influence. That was kind of keeping her back a little bit. Yeah. And I think that going forward, she could do better. But I agree with you. She did not really show up this season when she was like, I'm going to go on tour and I'm going to do whatever and not be there to film. I think that uh, she was really missing out. So, yeah, I think that she needs to show up or get out. She sort of didn't show up last season either, though. Yeah. And she said, like, the reunion, I've, I've been rewatching some of the Beverly Hills reunion because why not punish oneself? And... um she said she had a migraine last season, but it was like, oh, sweetie, like this is not migraine or not. It feels too familiar to how you've behaved during some of the previous episodes. Yeah. I don't know that she likes doing this show and that's OK, but, uh, but I don't like seeing her not like it. Yeah. I think that what is hard for her and I think what is hard for a lot of the women is. Even though you're filming four or five, six months a year, yeah. then it's airing four or five months of the year and then you're doing press and whatever and it becomes much more of a full-time job and so when you're someone like Erica who is doing it so that she can launch her pop career I think it's or Bethany who's doing it so she can launch a business or anybody who's doing the show to further in ends rather than to be famous which people like Sonia or Lisa Vanderpump are um that it's it's taking away from what she really wants to do, which is make music and perform. And so I think that that is difficult for her. I think she should do what Camille did initially, which was leave the show full time and then make little cameos. They can still do an episode that they'll stretch into six. Listen, it's Beverly Hills of going to a single one of Erica's performances. Right. And or it'll she be shows great up and she'll, Right. And she'll yeah. say hi and it'll be great and we'll see her and she'll sparkle. I just don't think that, I think it's, if we, we need to like cut some of this and she seems like the most organic person who just 
it's like she has other stuff that's going on that's real. So let's let's like let her focus on that. She can go to the farm and be with Lucy Lucy. I don't know. I would I would say though, I would really miss the looks. I would miss the sass. I would miss the interviews. I think that I and you know, I am obviously a very big Erica Jane fan of for course. you know, whatever. Um so yeah, I I would miss that unlike I would like if they took Tamara away tomorrow I wouldn't really miss it I would love to see a little bit more of Tom not when they're talking about pool tiles uh I don't disagree with that but I also I feel the way about Tom which is either be on the show or don't be on the show like don't just show up a little like um I have huge respect for Cameron from Southern Charge Husband who is just like I'm never gonna be here yeah and they mention him because obviously he's a part of her life but He's not even there a little bit. And so if Tom doesn't really want to film the show and why would Tom want to film the show? Um, but Tom's filmed film the, the show. show. I think right. Tom filmed the show and then he's like, oh, I'm not going to come across. He thought he was going to come across as like the man, like the kingmaker. And when women talk back to him, he wasn't thrilled with it. And well, I also wasn't thrilled with the response. I also think that someone like him and I've never met him. I don't know him, but um someone like him who is so used to being in charge of every aspect of his life. And then to be on this thing where he has no control, I think is very difficult for him. One more time question. Do you know if he's read your book, Erica's book? Uh, (laughs) Oh my God, Brian. Well, well he, Oh God. Right after it came out, he had not read the book. Correct. And I don't know if he has subsequently read the book. Wouldn't you want to read? Because Erica's but I response will say, the was like, I wrote very nicely about him. Like, that means anything. Like, But I will say that my husband has also not read the book. Okay. You know what? Thinking and about he's this, a Housewives fan. Thinking about this, my dad has written three books. I have not read the most or four. I actually forget the number. I what does he n- write about? It's a, well, I'll tell you about that offline. <laughs> He's written about a bunch of shit, but um, I have not read the most recent one. And the second one took me seven years to read. I kept starting it. And then I was like, I just can't. I need to like watch another housewife. <laughs> right. <laughs> so actually, and my, about this. my husband's a television producer and I don't watch all of his shows. So yeah, now I kind of get it. Yeah. Oh my but God, I'm like I blushing. will say he religiously reads the Real Housewives recaps. Oh, he does? Oh, yeah. And then he, like, calls. He's like, I read the recap. You're totally right. Uh, this is my favorite part. Like, he has, like, things. But he also likes to watch the shows with me so that he can make jokes and get the jokes in the recap. Oh, my God. I love that. That's adorable. We met through Real Housewives. Did, you, did I ever tell you this? No, tell me. So I was writing recaps of The Real Housewives for Gawker. Which I read. Yeah. And he started reading them and hadn't watched The Housewives. So started watching The Housewives because he thought it was funny. And then he knew Nick Denton, who was then the owner of Gawker. Right. And Nick invited him to a party (gasps) at his house. So he showed up at the party to try to meet me. And that's how we met. And how long have you guys been together? Eight years. Oh, my God. Invite me to the next cocktail at Pot <laughs> I can't wait to meet him in person. Okay, I need to get your thoughts um, on the New York reunion. Guys, in Potomac, I'm going to talk. We don't have an, There's not enough time in the day to talk about Candace's emotionally and now now that we know physically abusive relationship with her mom. I will get wait, totally into it next week. The mother is physically abusive? 
Candace's mom, not Candace's mom, who is a quote unquote therapist, yeah. which I Googled late last night. And I allegedly she was a child therapist in New York and sold her company, but I don't be- her sold her whatever the fuck they call yeah. your practice practice. But I don't believe it. Um, Candace's mom hit her in the face of the purse at a wedding. And then Candace's mom, who allegedly is a therapist, they go to therapy to shoot on camera. Um, and Candace in, it starts talking about this uh, uh, moment yeah. of physical altercation, and her mom goes like, "Don't bring that up." Like her mom, who is a therapist, says like, "You shouldn't be cutting that low. Don't bring that up. I can't believe." And it's like you're in therapy. You're was supposed it, to be talking about the the deep dark cuts. Was that "Don't bring it up" in therapy, or was that "Don't bring it up" on camera? Both. I also never trust an on camera therapist, except for Jackson Brittany's. Jack's therapist is a very good therapist. Do you know someone DM me and they're like, you look a lot like her. And she was nine months pregnant at the time on camera. And I said, never tell me that. Someone else reached out and they're like, you look a lot like Adele. And I said, never again. Never again. I don't look like Adele. I will accept Reese Witherspoon and that and Reese Witherspoon alone. I will take it. There was growing up. There was only a handful of gas stations in my town. There was one I went to all the time. And the guy who worked at the gas station used to call me Andy Dick. Nope. Not okay. I know. And that I was is like, a form fuck of you. Abuse. I hate you. So anyway, so Candace's mom is actually worse than Ashley's mom. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. You can sink lower. Um, I'm still not totally caught up with Potomac. So I will comment on this when I get there. But, uh, so far I love, love, love Bethany's reunion dress so much. You do. You like the fringe? Oh, I love every single second of it. It is so good. I don't like her hair. Like, she has, like, one bang. Yeah, that she's, that, like, growing out or something. It's yeah. very strange. Um, it looks sharp. I love that dress. But so far, it's been nothing. And this season of New York, as much as I love the women and as much as I love spending time with them and as much as a shitty season of Real Housewives of New York is better than a good season of any of the other shows. This season was a little bit of a snooze. And I think we all know it was very inconsistent with the exception of Miami and some other stuff. And I think we know what could have fixed this from the jump. Which is? Bringing back Joe. For this, it would have made so much sense, Brian Moylan, organically to bring her back now because Bethany's beau just fucking died. And who understands death and rebirth better than her holiness, Jillian Zarin? Jill is one of the few housewives I follow on Instagram, and all she does is sell things. She sells things. She also talks about things in a way where she's like, I'm not being paid but i just want to tell you about how much i love this dishwasher right or soap or whatever she thinks of herself it's like she's priming herself to be a spokesperson so she will practice on absolutely anything and it's also kind of why i don't want i think that if jill comes back she needs to come back as a Danielle Staub. She needs to come back as a friend, as a prominent friend of. Wow, that is an insult if I have ever heard someone just call someone a Danielle Staub. Like that well, is okay. a good thing. Come back as a Camille Grammer. Thank you so much. Yeah, and actually use her shit. Don't use it in the super trailer and then cut her lines from the actual episodes. That would be great. Right. Yes. And. So, yeah, I so I feel like the reunion, it was just kind of, I mean, we're talking about how much we miss Dennis. And I'm glad that Luann took responsibility for being awful all season. I think that was good. She felt, as she does, she felt very coached. <laughs> I will say this. My favorite moment was when she got out her phone and 
Yep. With the it, to yep. exonerate herself about how she handled the John situation at a mammogram and only managed to make herself look worse. I thought she looked great. Her oh. last line of like, "I hope everything works out," and she's like, "I still have two breasts." I well, I thought that laughed. was great, but the the it's not my problem. Yeah, was like. Andy was like, sweetie, it, it is your problem. Yeah, exactly. It is your problem. And yeah. Luann, Luann and Dorinda had something in common with their like complete deaf, dumb and blindness about two situations. Dorinda with refusing and being super belligerent yet again with refusing to admit that she heckled oh, Lou. She heckled her 100%. And it's the question is not, did you heckle her? The question is why? And we need to remove the fact of like, do you think this was heckling? Because we can all, it's like, was the sky blue? It's not a matter of like, is it blue? The matter is why it's blue. And because I, you can't, you can't, it's a I, fact. I feel like this is a Lisa Vanderpump moment where if she just just said okay fine I heckled her ha 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 and laughed it off we would have forgotten it right but by saying like I didn't heckle her I didn't heckle her it makes you just look even worse absolutely agree and what was the other thing wait there was something that Dorinda did something that Lou did that was crazy I think for Lou it might have been there's a couple things that Lou did that were completely insane but it she, Lou feels very, very rehearsed in some of her responses. And this whole strangeness of moving from the Hamptons to upstate and saying and ref, and continuing to use the line that it was because she was being harassed by paparazzi. Right. And it's like, well, you know, when you go to jail, whatever, sweetie. They might be there for a day, maybe right. two, maybe if you're lucky four or five. And this is attention that you've wanted your entire life. So why are we pretending it's a bad thing? They go away. Right. You but, don't need to buy property. But to Bethany's point, like the reason why they don't stalk Jerry Seinfeld or Madonna or whatever is because they haven't been arrested. Like that's why they were showing up for Louis. And I do believe that they were there and we saw the pictures. Right. But I don't believe it was as pervasive as she is you claiming to be. You don't buy property because you're trying to avoid paparazzi and then continue to work on a reality TV show. <laughs> that does not make any sense. So it was very surprising to me to find. Well, I know I shouldn't say that it was not surprising to me, but Ramona is on the end of the couch where she's never been before. And I feel like as we've been talking about people not showing up, Ramona did not show up this season. And I think that we saw her, leaving early from the circus, not wanting to film with the women because she wanted to be somewhere else. Oh, I don't want to go to the art thing. I want to go hang out with my friends. And I feel like Ramona, though a, a genius practitioner of the reality television arts and sciences, uh, just I don't think she's into it that much anymore. I totally agree with you. My counter is, though, did she need to? This is different from Beverly Hills where Lisa, because of her manipulations oh. behind the scenes or whatever is necessary for the show in its current form. Ramona is on a show with fellow gladiators. So I feel like if she's Agree. not coming up to fight in the battle and she's like in the stands kind of okay with it because somebody else is going to rise above. Agree. But I feel like maybe we want to uh, have less Ramona and more of someone else. Do you want Ramona to leave the show? Do you want her to be a demoted? What do you think? Or do you I think she just needs to like, I think she fuck somebody and then come back a little bit more energized. I think she might uh, she might benefit from a season of friend of. No. Brian yeah. Moylan. 
I so disagree with you. And I mean, she is one of the all-time greats. One of do, the all-time greats. Do not get me. And I mean, even when I, I wouldn't feel that bad if she took one season off, but I feel like the season before too, other than the Bethany, you don't support other women. Wow, she, Bethany. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she was not really there for it either. And and I I think that um, yeah. Do you think it matters? But I want her and Mario to get back together so bad. Do you think it'll happen? I mean, probably not. But I have never understood shipping culture until Mario showed up on this season of Real Housewives of New York. And I just want them to get to be together so bad. He has aged so well. Oh, my he God. He so fucking attractive. It's unbelievable. He has always Silver been Fox. real fucking attractive. But I will say one of the benefits of finally catching up on Real Housewives of Potomac is that I met Juan Dixon and oh is he beautiful IRL oh uh, stunning you saw Robin's husband on, I know I I've just, never seen him in real life oh I'm, do you mean on the show or on do you the mean, show oh okay yeah. my bad my bad he is so fucking hot yeah yeah I think he might be the hottest house husband mm, I think Aaron I was re-watching old Beverly Hills so Catherine Edwards if you want to talk oh. about empirically attractive Donnie Edwards is very attractive yes Mauricio seven years ago very attractive Aaron yes. very attractive now I mean I'm weird oh, Aaron's so. really attractive yeah I don't usually go for like the actually attractive people I go for like Heather Thompson's husband because he seems like such a great guy like I'm oh my so, god I'm so he strange. was such a great guy <laughs> I'm so strange but I'm like sexually attracted to that like I'm well, like, uh, well you not it's like he's, he's, such, he's just wonderful. you want Aaron to fuck you and you want Jonathan Tom, to, marry to marry you yeah and the shag marry kill I don't yeah. know kill Brooks a couple times but fucking marry I mean, those other guys kill PK every time for real um so wait before we wrap I just need to get your thoughts on Lou because she's been such a talking point for everyone ever what are what's your current diagnosis of this and what do you think is going to happen on reunion apps two and three I mean she's clearly awful she clearly can't face herself and that's making for great television do you think it matters that she is I worry about her sobriety well, do you think it matters that she's saying that the cabaret show where she relapsed is keeping her sober? And do you think it matters that she doesn't understand what everyone else or is vehemently disagreeing with everyone else, what everyone else is saying, which is that like you have changed. You are not the same person you once were. I do believe that. I think there are a couple of things uh, that are at play. I believe that Luann is what they call an AA, a dry drunk. Do you know what this is? Tell me. It's someone who stops drinking. But they're not sober. But well, they stop drinking, but they're still exhibiting all the behaviors yes. of an alcoholic. Ryan Houlihan has talked about that. Yes. Yeah. And I believe that that is Luann and that she, she has stopped drinking, but she hasn't fixed any of the reasons why she was drinking or any of her problematic behavior towards anyone. And until she really investigates that and does some AA or rehab that is not court appointed, that she is going to keep having these problems. And I think that, yes, she has changed because I think being in those relationships and not having alcohol as a crutch is very hard for her. But she is exhibiting behavior that we have seen since she started on the show. So, uh, yeah. Brian Moylan, 
I cannot tell you what a pleasure it is to have you on Andy's Girls. It feels very full circle to me because I've been reading your writing since Gawker days. So I genuinely personally really enjoy it. And again, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. I mean, <laughs> the thousands of people. It's it was me. so worth the cost of a business class ticket to New York oh just God. to talk with you. Business and class. I love when we talk on Instagram. I love when we talk on Twitter. I love when we email. I love when we text. Yeah, we're just constantly. I mean, <laughs> we're just I'm recording just today. Always happy to hear from you <laughs> and talk about this stuff. The weirdest thing about living in London is while they love reality television, they they don't really get the housewives. And so uh, even when people are aware of the housewives, they, they don't really watch. I had a fan. I had a listener Kiki and Andy's girls listener Kiki in London when I was there with some Andy's girls listeners. I was really so excited to hear wonderful shout outs to you. And I was so excited to hear people in fabulous British accents talking about like, Erica Jane and Bethany and LVP. It I mean, was magical. They're out there, but it's it not. Was, yeah, it's not. It's as, not like yeah. here where everybody is like, oh, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Totally. So um, I appreciate all the ones that are out there. Which just reminds me, by the way, I'm going on a trip in September. So I need to get your thoughts about this. As where as are you going? Um, Paris and Barcelona. <gasps> so you need to come to Paris and we'll go to drinks. And if you tr- it's going to be much less expensive than a business class ticket from London. It's I mean, just a Eurostar. Exactly. A business class Eurostar. Is free, and they have very good cake on the business class Eurostar. God bless us all. Um, cake or pasta, whatever it is. I have, I have recommendations. You know they did a Real Housewives of Paris. I didn't know Paris. I knew Cheshire. They did a Real Housewives of Paris, but um, no French woman would do it. So they had to find French women that live in L.A. Oh, and like ship them out? No. And and they so they filmed it in L.A. with French people that live in L.A. That is the great. Have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I have a friend who is a French reality television producer and he worked on it. Guys, send us some of those clips because that <laughs> sounds like a hot mess. Brian Moylan, tell the people um, how to follow you. You can find me on all social media platforms at Brian J. Moylan. And uh, right now I'm only recapping... Uh, Southern Charm, but then I'll be doing uh, Real Houses of Orange County when that starts in August. God bless. Vulture.com. And do you want to tell us, give us a little inside scoop on the book that you referenced? Uh, I'm working on a book about the Real Housewives. It's still in the research phase and it should be out in 2020. It is tentatively titled The Housewives. And I just have to tell you that before we started recording, the fact that you told me that you were dedicating the book to me is just so sweet. I just really appreciate Brian Moyle and I, think I mean, the fact that your husband understands that you dedicated <laughs> to your one and only life partner, Sarah Galley, middle I mean, initial E, I just really, that really means a lot. I don't want to disappoint you that I might not dedicate the book to you, but you will 100% be in the acknowledgments. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So it'll be dedicated because I didn't hear you say no. <laughs> and then in the acknowledgments. Yes. Um, wait, before we go, can you give me a title? If you're the president of the Real Housewives Institute, what's my title? Um, hmm. I feel like you can be the vice <gasps> chancellor for external communications <laughs> for the Real Housewives Institute. Oh my God, I'm so appreciative. I'm gonna get a new. I'm thinking card of getting a uh, like a crest made for T-shirt. I will, you know, like a real. I will contribute Institute. ones of dollars to that getting made. <laughs> Girl, I'll send you one for free. Oh God bless. Um, this has been a total pleasure. I'm obsessed with you guys. We might take a selfie after, but I don't know. Follow Brian everywhere. Um, Twitter at Sarah Galley, Instagram at Dame Galley. And I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. Bye-bye.